My name is Deng Pei Fang. My real age is 81. I am from Lianzhou County in Guangdong, China. And now I'm living in a care home in Edinburgh. Food for Thought, Episode 2. Deng Pei Fang, known as Fang Yi, grew up in China and now lives in Edinburgh, Scotland. In this episode, she talks to us about the role that food has played in her life. Is food an important part of your cultural heritage? I'm not sure about food where I'm from. We kept it to ourselves. In terms of food, when I was very young, my grandmother really knows about these things. When I was young, if we got sick, my grandmother was the one who went out and picked those medicinal herbs for us. That solved the problem. We never went to the doctors. So even now, I'm still very interested in the herbal medicines. So what are the medicinal herbs? There is Qingbuliang. There are many different herbs. Nowadays, even in the supermarket, there is the fresh Huaishan. Huaishan is good for the spleen. And there is also Niubang, which is good for increasing immunity. Well, whether Niubang is actually good for immunity, I don't really know. But I feel that it has a lot of fiber. I like Huaishan the best. Generally, I like to have my own methods. So when I'm making the bone soup, I like to go outside and find dandelions. It clears internal heat and removes toxins. I frequently teach people for the human body apart from the stomach, which fears the cold and fears the heat. All other organs fear heat. The supposed cancer is where the heat poison is concentrated. If it is in the liver, then it's liver cancer. If in the lungs, then it's lung cancer. So that's why we must always remove our internal heat. So many friends like to hear me talk about my methods of maintaining health. I tell them, every day you can have a body check by yourself to see if the first urine of the day is yellow. If so, that's internal heat. If your stool is quite firm, that means your lungs have too much heat. The condition of your lungs and your large intestines can be shown by your appearance. Your five main internal organs are all connected. The amount of heat that one organ has may be affected by other parts of the body, just like son and mother, mother and son. So they are all connected. They reinforce and strengthen each other and also subdue each other. That's the Chinese medicine theory. You just teach them to notice and be aware of these things, to learn to maintain one's health. I saw a news report once. It investigated over a hundred cases. There's this person who had lung cancer. The person didn't necessarily smoke, but definitely ate chilies, and the really spicy ones too. I have this friend who cannot live without chilies. If my friend doesn't have chilies, she is not happy. She came here, came over from England. But I don't have any chilies at home because I don't eat chilies, and she wanted. So she went and took chilies from the restaurants where she worked in Edinburgh, just so she can eat it. Her mother actually died from lung cancer. 
Maybe she eats chilies so well because she is from Jiangxi. Originally, the people from Hunan is famous for eating spicy foods. They make oil from chilies. People from the farmlands in Hunan have this can in the corner, and inside the can is chili powder. When you are almost done cooking, you raise the pan a bit from the fire and add the chili powder in. So chilies are eaten in small amounts already. Back in 59-61-63, when China ran out of food, at the time chilies were used to help with edema. It helps remove the water and regulates the water in the body. So for the people with edema, they need to eat some chilies. At that time, there wasn't any nutritional food. Many, like in the village where I'm from, six elderly people died in one day. They said they were sick, but they were starving. There were no food to eat, and they developed edema. They were malnourished. Once, when it was almost time for me to come to the UK, a younger cousin came to announce my aunt's death. It seemed she was dying. I went to see her, but there was no such thing. She couldn't die from that. Follow me, I said. You don't have nutritious food for your mother to eat, I said. Her legs cannot move. She doesn't have fever. It was just that she cannot move. I said the blood cannot reach her legs. That's why she cannot move her legs. Everywhere in our body needs blood. Without blood, nothing can move and nothing can sustain life. I scolded my cousin. Come with me, I said. Come with me to the city and I will write out a prescription. I know a bit of Chinese herbal medicine. So I wrote the prescription and got five portions for my aunt. She hadn't even finished the medicine when she could get up and walk. Do you think there are differences in how food is cooked depending on the family's wealth? Of course. I just think that the so-called difference is correlated with one's health. Food needs to be balanced. You cannot eat heavy meats and fish every day. Just like nowadays, we raise the idea of low salt, low sugar, low oil, three lows. Maintaining good health is important. Like how I'm so old now. But I don't need people looking after me. I don't need a walking cane. I'm already very happy. People who live nearby, they're younger than I am. But they already have to use the walking cane. Maybe when they were young, their experiences were different. Some lived hard lives, they were farmers. Each day, they carried the water, over a hundred trips. See, how can you make so many trips? If I count from one to one hundred, it already takes so long to count. And to carry that many trips, then you need to water the crops. This process, you can imagine, 
is why their physical health will be so bad. What you lose, you cannot get back. In giving birth to children, we need to pay attention to health maintenance and nourishment for the mother. It's very important. Others say if you nourish well, it's for a month. But if you do not nourish well, it is for a whole lifetime. And it's true. I've seen a friend of mine who gave birth to her child. But because she has to work at a takeaway here, she had to work in the restaurant even before the full month was up. It was her own business. She can't not work. Later on, I was worried it was leukemia because her complexion was so bad. So I went to help her, stewed some herbal medicine, Chinese medicine for her to drink. Now she's doing quite well, and now she treats me kindly. She told me, Fang Yi, nowadays people like you are almost extinct. My son actually calls me Big Panda. I said, what? You regard me as an animal. No, no, a national treasure, he said. You little man, you have learned such slippery words, I said. National treasure. You see how China has gifted the giant panda to others. What we send to the other countries, we send the giant pandas, the national treasure. And that's what he says of me. Even if I want to be angry at him, I couldn't. When has he learned to be so oily mouth and smooth talking? It is important to eat healthily, to eat less food that is heated in nature. Many illnesses are caused by having too much heat because cancer is actually caused by heat and toxins. I treat cancer like an ingrown sore. You see, whatever cancer it is, there is a sore. Liver cancer, lung cancer, intestinal cancer, they all have something inside. I treat them all as a sore inside the body. The best doctor is yourself. The best medicine is food. The best hospital is the kitchen. Food for Thought, a life in four courses, is delivered by MECOP and funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund. This episode was produced by Emma Jane Harrington and Kieran Earls. Interviewer was Lan Xiao. Transcriber and translator was Grace Hugh Yan Wong. Special thanks to Fang Yi for sharing her stories with us. To learn more about our work, visit mecop.org.uk.